It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast as we cover the latest property news every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. It is a Thursday morning, October the 5th. And we are a couple of days on now from the Reserve Bank and Michelle Bullock's decision to hold steady, allow more time to see where things are going to land in the next 30 days. So let's bring in this morning Stephen Helmarek, the Chief Economist at the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. Good morning, Stephen. Welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Good morning. Very good to be with you again. Great to have you on. Now, mortgage uh, households, I mentioned yesterday, might be feeling good towards Michelle Bullock's decision on Tuesday, but the signalling is clear, and that is that the rate rises are not necessarily over. Most economists were predicting the pause. So what did you think, and what's likely to happen for mortgage holders between now and the end of the year with regard to rates? Well, you're right in that most economists, including us at ComBank, were expecting no change in rates. That's what we saw. I think it was a little bit surprising that the the new RBA governor didn't really change the messaging. So the statement released by the Reserve Bank was very similar to previous statements. Uh, And that basically said they've done 400 basis points of rate hikes since May last year. You know, that's a lot. It's currently working its way through the system. That gives them some time to continue to assess the impact. Uh, But the forward guidance was also unchanged, which said that further increases in interest rates may be required, depending on how inflation and other economic indicators pan out over the months ahead. So we've got two more meetings this year, November and December. Our base case is no change in those Reserve Bank meetings, but the risk is for another rate rise and markets are beginning to factor that in. Uh, But there's a lot of data out between now and the end of the year that will determine whether there is another rate hike or not. But as I mentioned, our base case is no change at this stage. You know, I said it yesterday that exactly what you said, it was almost like Philip Lowe was actually talking at the helm. And I think we talked a lot about this this reset and then you get the blurb from the RBA and it very much sounds exactly the same. So do you feel that there's a little bit of a missed opportunity because people are, are looking for possibly a turn in direction, particularly with the messaging? Well, we have to remember that Michelle Bullock was deputy governor for every meeting where interest rates were increased from May all the way uh, through to June this year. So she's been the number two for all that time. And so, you know, that would mean that the messaging from from Phil Lowe, the previous governor, was, uh, of course, agreed to by Michelle Bullock. So now that she's the governor, she obviously felt that the messaging was the, the right one and she's continued on that path. Yeah, I suppose if you're in the room and you're so close to the action, maybe it's a little bit hard to break away from some of that messaging. Nobody can dispute it's been one hell of a year for the change in fortunes when it does come to where the rate sits for people today looking for a mortgage. Many different varying views on when the rate cuts are likely. Now, you're across a lot of data points. The think tank there at Com 
Bank must have a, a pretty good idea in terms of when the rate is likely to head in the opposite direction. So next year, looking ahead to 2024, what would be your best guess? Because Stephen, we have all of our mortgage holders listening to you now. What do you reckon your best guess is for the drop in the rate? Well, just uh, recently, we have updated our view and we're now expecting interest rate cuts to begin in May next year. Previously, we thought they might be as early as March, but uh, as I mentioned, we pushed that back to May next year. That will give the Reserve Bank some more time to be confident that inflation is heading back towards the target range, which is 2 to 3%. And we think between now and May next year, there's going to be some more signs of some softness in the Australian economy, uh, particularly in consumer spending. And as you mentioned, we have some really good data on consumer spending. We call it our Household Spending Insights Report. The data up to August shows ongoing softness in, in household spending, particularly in things like household goods and household services, where we are having to spend more money on things like transport, which is... Uh, essentially the price of petrol and uh, insurance and also uh, education. We've seen a big increase in spending on education. A little bit of an increase in spending on recreation as well, but we think that was associated particularly with the FIFA Women's World Cup. But as I mentioned, the kind of the basics, household goods, household services, spending on those two key sectors is, is lower in August this year than it was in August last year. Yeah, and just having a look at the uh, the petrol prices, that is uh, really continuing to contribute to the problem. And you talk about spending some of the household goods services, such as appliances and beauty salons, I see decreased over the year. So we'll come back to you in just a moment. We will talk more about the property when we come back with Stephen Helmarek from ComBank. Every morning from 6am, we bring you the latest real estate news with diverse perspectives from leading industry experts. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. Well, Domain have got a new report out. Uh, this time it is looking at the latest rent and the rental report shows that Australia needs up to 70,000 rentals to balance out the rental market. Australia remains firmly a landlord's market and the vacancy rate returns to a record low of 0.8%. Most cities have seen vacancy rates slide again with Sydney and Perth at a record low while Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide and Darwin are close to record lows doesn't appear to be getting any better. Hey, if you're turning a year older today, happy birthday, many happy returns for October the 5th. I see the Titanic girl is celebrating today, Kate Winslet. She's turning 47. Grab your weekly dose of inspiration to help build a real estate portfolio. We talk to the best in the business every day. Learn from the professionals and know your property with us. 5.75 million. How did that sort of all end up on the day? One of the neighbours next door to me actually said it was a bit like an old uh, gunslinging show. They shot bullets at each other for the first sort of uh, 15 seconds of the auction and then they looked at each other, put more ammunition in back in the guns and then went again. Do you think that we're not quite there yet in terms of the stabilised market? I don't think we are. I think there's still some more pain to come, but not across the board. 
It's the main Sinner forecast. And first we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. Expecting a mainly dry, fine day. A little bit of wind around. 23 is your forecast top. In Melbourne, one or two showers. Cloudy skies and 17. Cloudy also in Brisbane, but a mainly fine day with 28. And in Perth, the big blue, 27 degrees and sunshine. From buying strategies, a fluctuating market, the importance of data, geographical differences, confidence in the market, rental yields. Stay informed every morning from 6am. And it is a Thursday morning. We are speaking with Stephen Helmerick, the Chief Economist at the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. And let's just have a look, Stephen, at what is happening around housing. Of course, we've got the surging population at the moment. The government is spending money trying to get supply into the system. Not that easy. It's not proving to be an easy one to conquer. Uh, yes, it's a it's a very uh, complicated issue for Australia. Uh, we've got, uh, as you say, a, a big increase in population growth this year. You know, normally pre-COVID, it was about two hundred and thirty-five thousand net migrants into Australia every year. Uh, this year, the estimate is four hundred thousand, but it's r- actually running at an annual rate uh, over five hundred thousand uh, new Australians arriving. And at the same time, we know that the supply of new dwellings, so the construction of new dwellings, is actually uh, historically at very low levels. Quite simply, in the laws of economics, if you've got more demand than you do supply, then there's only one thing that can happen, and which is the price is rising. And we saw some more data earlier this week showing a, a further increase in house prices in September. We're now expecting, I should say, dwelling prices. We're now expecting dwelling prices to be up 9% in 2023 and a further 5% in 2024. So we'll be back to all-time record highs in dwelling prices uh, around about this time next year. So if I was to give you a golden wand, what do you reckon the wish would be in terms of just trying to alleviate that supply and bring online more properties, more new builds? What's the, what's the magic formula here? Well, there's no magic formula, but I think things like the process of getting development applications approved through local councils, that needs to be sped up. Uh, the supply of labour, so we just need more people building uh, the homes. We know that there's been some construction companies having liquidity issues, so uh, some support for the construction sector. So it's not just one you know, silver bullet, if you like. There's going to be need to be multiple areas of support to really get some more supply into the system. Now, you talk about the, the supply being at an all-time low. Historically, when we look back, how bad are we at this moment in time? Well, given the population growth rate, we need to be building around about 235,000 new dwellings a year, and we're currently building a bit over 160,000 per year. Quite a large gap there, and we need to get that accelerated. And as we've mentioned, the government is is now focused on that, both uh, federal and state governments. Uh, there's money being put to work, uh, but there's a big gap to be made up. And of course, you you can't be building you know new dwellings overnight, so it's going to take some time for that demand supply gap to narrow. How far does this sort of go back? Like a lot of people are saying, well, this is what happens when there's not enough forethought into the increasing Australian population. There hasn't been enough money spent to address this issue. How far back does that go? Apart from the obvious question of, you know, it's been decades and decades. 
Well, yes, it has been decades. So I look at the the population numbers. Uh, clearly, they were dramatically affected by COVID. So you know, for two years, the the population inflow was close to zero. And uh, as I mentioned, this year it's going to be somewhere between four and five hundred thousand. You know, double what it was. So it's a, it's a little bit of a you know a double up to catch up. So two years of almost no net migration, huge catch up uh, this year and next year. And that's what really exacerbated the problem. So if we had have had the continued, you know, run of just over 200,000 net migrants every year with no COVID, uh, the problem wouldn't be as acute. But that's the world, of course, that we've been in. And so we're really uh, struggling to, to match that population growth currently. And just finally, talking of acute, the mortgage cliff, we're kind of in that right now. Some people say that there isn't a mortgage cliff. How bad is that and what you're seeing at the moment? Well, I guess it depends on how you define that. But this this six months from July to December 2023 is the largest period of the refinancing need for people on fixed rate home loans. There still will be some in the first uh, quarter or so of 2024. These are, you know, three-year home loans written at the end of 2020, early 2021, where, of course, interest rates were incredibly low. So people with those mortgages will be facing roughly a 400 basis point increase in their uh, interest costs. Uh, But we're progressing through that relatively well. There hasn't been a significant increase in uh, people, you know, uh, not paying their mortgage. The requests for support are, are still pretty modest. So, now, lots of financial institutions you know, reaching out to their customers who are on those fixed rate home loans, helping them decide you know, what's the next best course of action to make sure that they can stay in their homes. All right. Well, thanks once again, Stephen, for jumping on the call and explaining all of that to us this morning. Have yourself a fantastic Thursday and we'll talk again soon. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 